Hi, I'm Chris Lang from the Virginia State Golf Association, and thanks for joining us today on the Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. Before we get to today's guest, past VSGA amateur champion and current Wake Forest standout Michael Brennan, let's catch up on two big pieces of news involving Virginia golf that came out this week. First, the Virginia Golf Hall of Fame announced its six-member class of 2022 on Tuesday, the largest class of inductees since the inaugural class in 2016. On Wednesday, October 19th at Independence Golf Club in Midlothian, the Virginia Golf Hall of Fame will honor these six individuals, Bunny Blankenship, Grace Ann Braxton, Galen Hill, Jack Isaacs, Lily Harper-Martin, and Phil Owenby. Upon induction of the new class, the Virginia Golf Hall of Fame will have 32 members on its roster. One of those members, World Golf Hall of Famer Lanny Watkins, will emcee the 2022 induction ceremony. Be sure to head to virginiagolfhalloffame.com to learn more about each of the six new inductees. We'll touch more on this class and the event itself in future podcast episodes. Secondly, the LPGA announced on Wednesday that Robert Trent Jones Golf Club in Gainesville will host the 2024 Solheim Cup. RTJ is a VSGA member club that has hosted numerous big-time events, most notably the first four President's Cups that were held on United States soil. It's a super cool development. It will be awesome to see the best American and European women golfers compete on the biggest stage in international golf, right in our backyard. Now on to today's conversation. Michael Brennan is a familiar name to those who follow amateur golf in Virginia. He burst onto the scene as a 15-year-old in 2017, and just check out the list of accomplishments from that summer alone. He won the VSGA Junior Match Play Championship. Then the very next week, he was the stroke play medalist at the VSGA Amateur Championship. Unfortunately, his reward was a first-round matchup with Mark Lawrence Jr., who survived a playoff to reach match play, then beat Brennan and went on to win the first of his two amateur titles. A few weeks later in the State Open of Virginia at Ballyhack, Brennan set what was at the time the competitive course record, a second-round 64, on his way to tying for low amateur honors. Michael won a bunch of high-level events during his junior career, including the Scott Robertson Memorial and the Dustin Johnson World Junior. By the time he was 16, he had committed to Wake Forest, where he would eventually sign and play on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship. Past Palmer Scholarship recipients include names like Lanny Watkins, Curtis Strange, Bill Haas, Webb Simpson, and Will Zalatoris. That's a pretty good company right there. Michael made the most of that opportunity. He's already won four individual titles during his first year and a half at Wake, including two this past fall. He leads the Demon Deacons with a 69.8 scoring average. He posted a low round of 62 during the first round of the Old Town Collegiate, and has two rounds of 65 to his credit this season as well. And he's now up to number 17 in the World Amateur Golf Ranking. And most recently, he won the Collegiate Showcase at Riviera Country Club, earning him a spot in the PGA Tours Genesis Invitational. He missed the cut by a mere two strokes in his first professional event, but he left California with a sense of confidence and a lot of memories, including the opportunity to meet Tiger Woods himself. With that background in mind, here's our conversation with Michael. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, Michael, thanks for joining us tonight here in the podcast. And, uh, you know, just wanted to get started with, you know, I think everybody wants to, to know what, what happened out at Riviera and, and, and are very interested in what happened with the, the collegiate showcase and, uh, that whole experience of going through that. So we'll jump straight into that. Just, just kind of take me through that whole experience and uh, 17 players for one spot in the tournament almost kind of had to feel like a Monday qualifier, didn't it? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it was a fun experience. We got out there. Um, there are three of us on the team, Wake team that were able to compete me, Mark power and Alec Fitzpatrick. And we got out there on Thursday night before the Monday qualifier. And we played a couple other courses in the LA area. Um, 
but I wasn't able to see Riviera before getting out on Monday. So it was kind of going blind, but it certainly had a bit of a, a Monday qualifier feel um, with just a few less players, which was, I guess, nice. Um, but I had Coach Haas, my head coach, on my golf bag, and he had some experience out there. So he was able to kind of direct me around the course pretty well. Um, and along with a yardage book and kind of checking it out online, I felt like we had a pretty good plan um, even though I hadn't seen the golf course and I was luckily lucky enough to hit my driver pretty straight, hit my iron solid, uh, which is so crucial out there. Fairways are pretty tight and, um, fairways are, are very important to hit. What was your first impression of the golf course? I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on TV a million times, <clears throat> actually getting out and seeing it in person and playing it. Yeah. It's always been one of my favorite events to watch on TV. Just the, the grass on TV looks so green and lush and the course I mean, it looks great. And then I get out there and um, it's honestly one of my favorite golf courses, if not my favorite course I've ever played. Um, fairways are tight. Greens are pretty tough. Um, some of them are small. Um, the greens are pretty unique. A lot of them run away from you. I think five of the holes kind of have greens that don't aren't the traditional back to front pitch, um, which is really unique. You may see a golf course with one, maybe two, but I've never seen anything like it at Riviera. So it's just kind of, it's different to try to think yourself around the course and even going beyond a lot of the pins is better than staying short, which isn't um, the same for many other golf courses. Um, obviously the fairways and the rough, everyone talks about being a, a Kakuya grass, uh, which is a little different to play off of as far as irons and chipping from the fairway not too different. The ball sits up pretty nicely. The biggest difference is uh, when you're trying to play pitches around the green that you want to land short, um, they just kind of bounce straight up in the fairway. They don't really take a normal skip or a hop like they would on a bent grass or maybe a, a down grain Bermuda. It kind of just bounces up and then and then stays right there. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, you know, how, how tough was the setup? Was it basically the PGA Tour setup for, for that event on, on Monday? Yeah, um, they had the pins in probably some easier spots. A lot of them were a little bit more centered in the greens. They weren't as tucked as what I saw on Thursday and Friday. But as far as the course condition, I felt like the firmness of the greens and pace of the greens was, was really similar to the course on Thursday and Friday. Um, rough wasn't really growing a whole lot out there that week, uh, so it was really comparable. Um, I would just say the pin spots were probably a fair fair bit easier. Um but they did have the tees on a, on a Monday. They were all the way back on every single tee box, um, almost too close to the back edge of the tee box where they had um, their sponsor signs and stanchions. Um, so you kind of had to be careful about taking a few steps back, but they had it lengthened as, as long as they could make it. Wow. When, when you got to the end of it and you realized that, that you, you had won the thing and you had gotten a spot into it, what was your, just your initial reaction? Yeah, so it was, I didn't know the entire day. I knew I was playing well, um, hitting the ball well. I was five under through 11, which is is really solid on that golf course. And I knew the scores in the past years kind of leading up, but, you know, one, two, three under kind of kind of was good enough to get it done. So when I was coming down 18, I had like a, a 40 footer for par or for birdie. Um, and I hit a great lag putt and made par. And I had a feeling that I was in a good spot just by the way that Will Zalatoris, the pro that I played with, and the two AMs were really cheering me on, you know, and made it kind of seem like I was up there in the leaderboard. But I didn't know um, officially until, um, I mean, it was probably an hour after I finished that the last guy came in and they were like, Michael, like, uh, you were the winner. 
Wow. I, w Will Zaltoris was there. Obviously, you were just talking about him. I mean, it seems like the, the Wake family is, is a kind of a pretty strong thing. I mean, how much did his support out there mean uh, when you were trying to get this done? Yeah, it was great. I played with him a few times before, um, and I would say we've kind of started building a relationship in the last year, and he's been really great to me and super helpful, providing tips and just kind of insight to what it's like out on tour. And he couldn't really, wasn't really allowed to help me on Monday, so he couldn't really tell me, you know, oh, hit it here, hit it there, don't hit it there, whatever, but um, super supportive. Um, he knew I was playing well whenever I'd make putts. You know, he was giving me fist bumps and stuff, walking off the greens and telling me to just um, stay in the moment and kind of be ready to play. Awesome, man. Uh, you get to Wednesday, you go out there, you're you're going to the practice range, you see Spieth and Rom and DJ and basically the, the toughest field that's been out on tour this year. I mean, mm -hmm. how, how cool was that? And how do you kind of center yourself um, knowing that you're, you know, you're a college sophomore going out there, and, and, and but you still want to perform well? Yeah, so I actually think this last summer I was an alternate at the U.S. Open. So I went out to Torrey Pines and played practice rounds. I was there from Sunday through Thursday. Um, unfortunately, never got to play. But I think that experience helped a lot, just kind of take out a lot of the the wow factor um, to being out there this week. So I'd already practiced with the pros. I may have not played with them, but um, I think just – kind of be able to sit on the range and hit balls and focus on what I'm doing and not try to look at, you know, oh, Brooks is hitting driver right next to you or Cam Champ is pounding him over the fence. Um, and just being able to just lock in and realize that they're just normal guys, you know, just like you. Um, so I think that was a great learning experience out at Torrey last summer, um, which helped me refocus a little bit and take this week a little bit more seriously. Nice. Um, did you get a chance to talk to Lonto out there at all? Yeah, I did. Um, I met him out at Torrey last year, and um, he was great, been super nice. And, and I saw him out there again uh, at the Genesis, and we talked uh, a few times throughout the week. I'm trying to remember, did you guys play – you didn't play together, but he was playing in the State Open when you were playing in it, right? Um, or did you just – no, you might have just – I don't – I think we missed each other by maybe a year or two um, because I remember going to Ballyhack and seeing his, his name and picture on the banners for past champions, but I don't believe he was in the field. That's right. Um, well, let's go through the first two rounds. You, you even par on the, on the first day, you, you have to be feeling like you can make a cut at that point, right? Oh, hundred percent. Um, I played, I would say just okay. I hit the ball really well off the tee, uh, which is crucial. I was in the fairway a lot, but my irons were a little loose. Um, I was able to scramble decently and, and save a, a decent round. I just made two birdies and two bogeys. It was a pretty, um, I would say, kind of stressful round. I didn't wasn't didn't put myself in many great great spots, so birdies were kind of tough to come by. Um, but I did do a good job managing um, and limiting myself to only two bogeys. But I mean, for my first professional event like that on the PGA Tour, I was I was pretty pleased with a, a par uh, seventy one. And uh, really excited. I think I was T61 after the first day. So I knew the cut line was going to be about even or one under the next day. So I was in a good spot to uh, to make it for sure. Is that essentially your thought process going into the next day is, is just try to make the cut at that point? I know Neiman was way far ahead of everybody at that point. but Yeah, I mean, walking, going set 63-63 on that golf course is absolutely insane. And, um, and even Cam Young, he went 63, had a five-shot lead, shot another 63, and then had – or had a three-shot lead, shot another 63, and then he had a two-shot lead. Mm. I mean, that's just mind-blowing uh, to me. 
on that golf course. But um, yeah, you're making the cut is certainly a goal. It's if you're always thinking about trying to, you know, make the cut, I feel like you're going to kind of hover around the cut line. Um, I was just trying to not worry about it as much as I could um, and play golf um, as if it was, you know, a Tuesday with my buddies. Yeah. I think you, you had the, the struggles on number five in the second round, the, the, the six there, and you were able to kind of battle, battle your way back there. I know you wanted to make the cut. You didn't, but at the same time, were you happy with, with the way you were able to battle back and, and keep yourself in the round and keep it not from getting away from you? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of had slow front nines in both rounds, really. Um, just hit some poor irons, wasn't putting myself in great spots. But even on the back nine of the second day, I didn't make many putts, um, but I started to hit the ball better and started to groove it. And really, I was proud of the way that I, I fought and gave myself a chance of, of making a cut. I missed a few like kind of mid-range 12, 13 footers on 12 and 13, which are, I would say, two of the hardest holes out there on the course. Um, and I put myself in really nice spots to make birdie. And I just unfortunately didn't convert. And then I hit a really nice iron into 15 to about two and a half, three feet um, for a nice birdie. Um, and then I, I three-putted 16, which was kind of uh, kind of the end of my run, unless I was going to somehow go 3-3 three, three on 17 and 18. Yeah. Um... I saw on your Instagram, you, you had a photo with you and uh, Tiger. Um, oh, yeah. You, you had a chance to meet him. I mean, what was that like to to kind of fulfill that dream to meet that guy? Yeah, it was cool. He's certainly my golfing idol, favorite golfer. I mean, if I could play with anyone, it would be with Tiger. Um, and I was told that I had a photo shoot up at the top of the clubhouse, and I didn't know it was going to be with Tiger until I got up there, and they were kind of like surprised. You know, you're going to meet Tiger and take a few pictures with, with him. Um, and I was a little starstruck and my I, heart started beating pretty quick. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like that's Tiger. He was standing just a few feet away from me. Um, and it was kind of a surreal experience. And we were just talking about golf, talking about the golf course, about um, college golf. How's he doing? Um, but it was uh, it was really cool and one that I, I certainly won't forget. And um, it was cool to get some professional photos out of uh, our first encounter as well. That's awesome. Did he say anything to you that any sort of advice to for you going forward? Um, no, he, you know, he said, congrats on the, the 66. That's a great round out here. Uh, keep it going. And then at the end, he was like, all right, Michael, I'll, I'll see you around. And I thought that was pretty cool that Tiger Woods just said, you know, I'll see you around to you. Um, and I never really got the chance to see him again. Um, maybe if I made the cut, I'd be seeing him over the weekend. But uh, even the fact that he made the effort to say that I thought was cool. That's awesome. What's what's your favorite Tiger memory? Um, winning his Masters um, after coming back. I remember we were sitting, my family were on vacation. It was over our spring, my our spring break in in high school, and uh, we were down in Florida, and all just hovering around the TV, and and nearly brought the whole family to tears um, after seeing him win. It really did. Yeah, that was a heck of a moment with the kids and everything. Just to, yeah, it to was. Uh, yeah, it certainly one I'll never forget. Yeah, um, just back to your college career a little bit, you know. And what's, uh, you know, we haven't seen you out at a VSGA event in a couple of years. And what 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 has kind of evolved in your game since you, you know, uh, moved on to Wake Forest? What's kind of gotten different with your game? Uh, my short game has gotten a lot better. I've always been able to hit the ball pretty good, pretty solid, uh, relatively far. I have gotten bigger and stronger and farther. Um, but I think that just comes with growing up a little bit more. But my short game, I was a pretty below average putter, I thought, in junior golf and a pretty mediocre chipper of the ball. Um, and my putting is certainly nothing 
special to write home about right now, but it's uh, extremely serviceable. And I have, I have had tournaments where putting has been the strength, um, which I just, I never had an event like that in junior golf. So to be able to rely on it a little bit more and uh, even out, this is a perfect example at Riviera last week on um, Thursday and Friday, I wasn't hit my irons great. Um, and I was able to manage a few decent rounds just by chipping and putting pretty well. That's awesome. And what's, what's been the secret to, to getting better at your short game? Um, a lot of practice. I, n- I never really liked practicing putting in, in high school and, and even chipping. And, and I've really kind of fallen in love with short game. Um, I would much prefer to go to our facility and, and chip and putt uh, versus go to the range where in high school, I'd always just come home from school, go to the range, hit some balls and then go play golf. Um, and I think playing golf certainly helped, you know, learn how to score a little bit, but um, actually practicing my technique um, has helped a lot. And you were talking about the guys that went out there with you to Riviera from Wake Forest. I mean, what is that level of competition and having those those guys on your team? What does that do to make you better, just battling those guys day in and day out of practice? Yeah, we have some super talented kids on the team. Um, and it's great knowing that, you know, if you want a, a Wednesday afternoon match, you could just send a you know a text into our group chat and say, hey, who wants to go out and play Old Town or something? And you'll get a few guys to respond and say, I'm in. And we'll get a good match going and certainly get the juices flowing coming down the stretch most of the time. Um, and it just, it makes you better. Um, Alex has certainly pushed me on the team and um, just, uh, just to be better. You ever look back and go, man, four wins already, you know, you're, you're a semester or a year and a half into it at Wake Forest. You already have four wins. I mean, is, is that kind of mind blowing to you at this point or is it just a, you know, a product of, of practicing and, and playing well? Um, I would say I try not to think about it too much. It's, I guess, looking back on it, it's, it's nice to say that I've had four wins in college, but, um, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be a a good college player. It's always been professional golf. So I try not to put it too much, um, weight into what I've done in college because I feel like it's kind of irrelevant. Um, I'm not going to be able to make a living, you know, saying, oh, I've got four collegiate wins. So um, I think it's just kind of a stepping stone in the right direction. Nice. Um, how cool is it to kind of look around uh, college golf right now and see all these guys that you uh, you played against in Virginia and junior golf? The you know the guys like Jimmy Massey and Jack Montague and George up at, at UVA, all the tech guys and Kelly Chin and all those dudes. It just seems like that Virginia junior golf was was really in a good place and it continues to be, but it's definitely evolved to the college level at this point. Yeah, it actually, uh, we did have a really good group of guys. I felt about uh, my age, Kelly, George, the guys at UVA, um, Tech. I mean, it's kind of cool to see that we're, uh, we've kind of grown up a little bit and we've gone past the junior match play and junior stroke play and stuff in VSGA. And now we're playing on uh, a lot bigger stages. And um, it's just kind of cool to see that all of us have done it together at the same time. Um, not all have done done it identically you know we've we've taken different paths to do it but it's cool that we're all competing against each other in on the college level now you know one one memory that i have is that junior uh, junior match play you, you were in the semifinals against ej witten mm-hmm. and now, now both of you guys he's playing playing out of tory pines and big apga events and and he's had a great career at howard i mean how cool is that to look back and, and go man we you know we were battling against each other five years ago and now look look where we are yeah, it's cool. We've actually kind of stayed in touch um, more so recently. I've uh, been texting each other quite a bit. Um, 
so it's great, you know, to see him do good things. He's a great kid and, uh, he's got a great family behind him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's super cool because we're just encouraging each other and trying to, trying to get better. Uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, the future and professional golf and all that stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on this new elite amateur series that's coming up this summer with, with all the, the big events kind of plumped into almost a point system? I mean, uh, how cool is that going to be? And, and how much of a goal is that for you to play well in those events? Yeah, it's super cool. It's, um, I think it's a great idea. Um, it kind of takes away from some of the tournaments that aren't part of those seven events in the elite amateur series, I think. But, um, for the top amateurs in the world, I'm, I mean, I'm going to strictly play in those, those events this summer. I think I'm playing in four of the seven, uh, you need to play in a minimum of three to be considered. Um, but I think I'm going to play in four of the seven and, um, I mean, the chance at PJ tour starts and stuff like that is it's a great opportunity, uh, for us amateur golfers. Do you know which four you're going to play in yet? Pretty much. Um, uh, probably going to play in the Northeastern, um, the sunny Hannah, the Southern and the Western, um, still a little undecided on the North South. And there are a couple team events this summer, um, that uh, we'll kind of have to see where they'll fall, whether I'll, I'll make a team or not, you know, and then my schedule may have to kind of shuffle a little bit. And then uh, the USAM in August, but the USAM isn't part of the, uh, the elite amateur series. Right. I mean, where you are right now in the world amateur golf ranking, you, you, does the thought of like Walker cup going to your head at this point? I mean, is, is that even yeah. a thing, a goal and aspiration for you here? Yeah. Walker cup since uh, seeing my teammates go down to Seminole, uh, Mark and Alex last year, Walker cup has been, been on my mind. Uh, ever since then, and, and I made it a goal of, um, that I was going to play on the next Walker Cup team, and it's out at St. Andrews in 2023 in about 18 months, I think. Um, that's a team that I, I certainly really want to be on. Yeah, uh, another question for you here. You, you know, I know that you're a guy that's always looking to get better, and, and what are the kind of the biggest things that you're looking to, to take a leap forward in your game right now? Um. You know, I said my putting and short game has gotten a lot better from junior golf and going out in Riviera and, and playing with some guys on tour and seeing what they do. I think it just has to take another jump forward, if not even more than it already has, um, to be able to compete consistently at the professional level. Uh, so I'm really focusing on um, kind of inside 100 yards. My wedges need to improve um, and then chipping and putting. Um, well, before we let you go, man, I just want to give you a chance to give some shout outs to some people. Uh, anybody you want to uh, shout out here? Uh, my family, they've been great supporters of mine. Um, it's super cool. They were out there at Riviera last week and um, I had a couple cousins come out, uncle, um, my golf coach, Adam Harrell back at 1757 and um, Jason Meesh, uh, fitness coach at Peak Golf. Um, we've still been able to keep keep in touch and work together even then we i may not have seen them you know be seeing them in person and um and even the coaches at wake forest coach jerry haas coach aaron o'callahan and then our, our strength coach down here coach david bass um i feel like i have a pretty good support system behind me um and we're all pulling in the same direction for the most part which makes it a lot easier so i don't have to kind of try to decipher between conflicting um beliefs you know which makes it as a player um, I'm pretty confident in what I'm working in. Uh, there's not a lot of debate and question, you know, because I think that could be really dangerous if one week you're trying to think of something, but then 
not sure if it's going to work. So then you try to switch something up and you can get kind of confused with your swing or chipping or putting or whatever that may be. So um, I'm really thankful for the team that I have behind me. That's awesome, Michael. Well, hey, we appreciate your time today and uh, best of luck to you going forth for the rest of the uh, season of Wake Forest and this summer. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks again to Michael Brennan for joining us on today's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, so long.